Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up? It's JBJR and... Hey, what's up, man? It's Matt Sawicki. How you guys doing? Doing good, doing good, brother. This is episode 30 of Fruit of the Boom wow. podcast. Keeps getting bigger every time we do it. I know, right? <laughs> so today, 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 um, we have my man, the legend, dope-ass designer, dope-ass producer, my man, Tech Supreme. How you doing, brother? I'm good. How you guys doing? Doing, doing great. Well. Doing well, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, man. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, uh, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, matter of fact, you know, um, just go ahead and explain to you and everyone out here what the show is about. I'm going to let Matt take that over. Hey, so yeah, we're a podcast. You know, we come out every Monday. Uh, we talk about producers, engineers, and uh, uh, DJs, all the people behind the scenes in the hip-hop and rap community. Um, kind of like uh, they don't get their time to shine and we get people out and we uh, we talk to them kind of get you their backgrounds um, give you a little uh, you know story of their lives so that you can kind of catch the flavor of some different people you know absolutely so. <laughs> absolutely so yeah man so then that's why we got my man Tech Supreme on like I said definitely a local legend and uh, definitely many rainy realms so we want to have my man on go ahead and explain his history everyone gets to know exactly who he is yeah. and learn everything you need to know about this brother <laughs> So we're going to go ahead and start off with the quintessential question I start with everybody. It's JBJR's okay. main question. Okay. <laughs> main go-to question. Which, there we go. Which is, how did you get into music production? Okay. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, so my mother ask it first every time. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my mother is a singer, um, and I grew up in New York and New Jersey. Oh, nice. shit. Um, she was always in the studio when I was a kid. And... Uh, she had songs on the radio. She did like a lot of house music, vocals. So Hell I remember yeah. listening to the radio and hearing her song and uh, seeing equipment all around the house. Yeah. So I guess kind of was gravitated towards it as a young age. But then mm. I kind of didn't want to do it. And then one day, just kind of, I started having these recurring dreams when I was like 13, 14, that that's what I wanted to do was make music. Nice. Uh, so it kept on bothering me. And then uh, one day, my brother came with a little keyboard, his little Casio keyboard with the speakers on top. It had five tracks. Um, and you can you can program it and make songs, but you had to step edit it with notes. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. So whole quarter, half sixteenth, you have oh, to wow. do the entire song that way. And that's what I mm. did. That's how I learned how to produce. So you had to hit the key and then hit the note, and then the wait note, like how long it's gonna wait before it triggers again. And that's how I would build whole songs. Holy so I shit! So I learned how to make beats very complicated way. Yeah. Starting out, and even our first song that we recorded when I moved to St. Louis, mm. that's when I really became a, a producer. I was probably what fifteen. Uh-huh. Um, so I was, I really got into it and I hooked up with this guy in a uh, UCD high school named. Uh, his name was at the time Thunder. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He went by Young Thunder, and um, we started making songs. We went to Clayton Studios. Yeah. In 1999 was my first session. Holy shit! Oh, and shit. we uh, it was actually a funny date that I'll never forget. It was actually September 11th, 1999. Oh wow! Mm. So the reason I couldn't forget it because we had a demo tape from it and had the date on it and after yeah. 9-11 I was like oh shit that was that day. <laughs> two years before that yeah Damn. and we were in high school and we were broke so we had to uh, it was $75 an hour yeah mm. I think his name was Adam Long yeah. oh shit yeah, oh, word. He, he recorded yeah, it he, I mean he's that's the man <laughs> yeah and um yeah we, we pulled our money together five of us and we made a song it wow. was terrible nice uh, but that's... Adam Long had his like long socks and his shorts and <laughs> his, looking like a total nerd but then it's like killer fucking hip-hop engineer yeah <laughs> it was it was a good time so that was that's kind of how i got into it and i was rapping at first yeah and uh i was rapping next to the thunder and the thunder was in honors english with cash uh-huh. okay. um if you, i don't know if you guys remember thunder yeah um he raps really well and uh i was rapping next to him and i rapped okay <laughs> so i was like well I'm only one with the keyboard. Let me start making. Let me make these beats, and yeah. and then the beats were kind of kind of good. 
and he was rapping on him and I was rapping on him and then eventually I was like you just rap on him yeah <laughs> like you're better and that's when I focused on being just a producer oh that's awesome early, nice. early age started nice. with a Casio huh it was Casio fuck was yeah Damn. speakers that's, on top well hey you know I think that's really interesting that you kind of learned like musical theory on a level that people don't really think I mean I don't even think about quarter notes and eighth notes and yeah, shit was, really when I'm like uh, when doing I, beats when I, when I discovered the Roland XP80 I was like Psh. This finna be a breeze. Yeah. <laughs> All I gotta do is press record and play it. This finna be a breeze. Nice. That's nice. incredible, man. So- My man straight learned music theory in the most obscure way, yeah. but it fucking worked though. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, I bet that's put you on like a real front. You know, I mean, get right. a good foundation. You know, maybe, maybe. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I, I mean, just makes you think in a different way than than I think people are ever thinking at like that level. You know what I mean? When yeah. first yeah, starting, yeah, for out, real. You know, yeah. But that's really tight. So what did you move on to, like, machine-wise since then? I mean, or you, you said the XP80 was your... Well, it started with the, with the Casio. Okay. And then um, I used to... When I got to college, I used to... I didn't have a car. I used to just beg people to take me to Guitar Center uh-huh. and Mars at the sure. time. Yeah. Mars specifically. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, on St. Charles Rock Road. Oh, my God. That place was loaded. <laughs> so I would go in there with a floppy disk. Okay. And sit up oh, there for, like, shit. an hour or two. And they wouldn't bother me, and I would, like, make beats on it. Yeah. And then mm. at the same time, I met this, this Kappa guy who had a studio in his basement yeah. and I've been doing that Roland XP80 because that's just what I gravitated towards yeah. and he had one so then he let oh, me shit. fuck with that yeah, so like, then I, I, and that's before I had my own equipment and then all my friends thought I was crazy because they was like dude you don't have a car you, you want to spend a couple thousand on a keyboard but you ain't like, got a is, car I'd rather do that though you're right. like I'll get right. around right. well right. shit that, that, I mean I guess somebody could tell you that a car can help you make money but fuck I think you could make money in a better way with a keyboard you exactly. know what I mean <laughs> I don't, yeah um, I mean, if that's what your goal is, you know what I yeah, mean. Like, I mean yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that, it happened. I got a yeah. keyboard as soon as I was able to. Fuck I got a, yeah. And I, when I went to Guitar Center uh, Mars, they didn't have the Roland, Roland XP80 anymore. It was the first year that they stopped making the XP80. Oh, okay. No. So then I had to get the Roland Phantom. Oh okay. shit! Well, and I still have it to this day. Yeah. It still works. And yeah. Still, yes. Like Phantoms the very first year of the oh, Phantom. Yeah. It's not even a Phantom X or it's just like the first Roland Phantom. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But they're nice. Metal. Me- it's all yeah, metal. It's all it? metal. Yeah. Those things are great. Yeah. Tanks. <laughs> yeah. So I don't use it primarily crazy. anymore, but I still have it in my studio. Hell yeah. What do you use now? What, what are you in? Akai Advanced 61. Really? So I use the, the con- I made a controller and then I use Ableton. Yeah, Ableton. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking you were saying for a second that you were saying that you were, uh, that was like an NPC that I didn't know about or something like that. No, no. <laughs> what, I used to make music in a really weird way then when I had the Phantom uh-huh. because mm-hmm. uh, I was using the, um, an NPC, Akai NPC 2000 XL. Okay. And um, I felt it was limited. I know everyone like was at the time in like nine two thousand one two yeah. three. Everyone mm. was like, "You have to have this." Oh, this and is Kanye. This is how Kanye makes those. It's how Kanye makes the beats. So, and I learned it, and I got well on it. Uh, but I just didn't like how limited it made me feel with sure. the, the sampling. And I didn't have the scuzzy. Oh, uh, okay. Remember the zip drives? Yeah, oh yeah. I didn't mm. have that shit. So um, I figured out that I can compose because it was a multi-timbral keyboard. Yeah. I could compose all on the Phantom. Um, and it had expansion slots so you can get new sounds. Yeah. And I'm really mm. big on new sounds. Uh, so I can do all that there. I can record each track individually into f- my computer. And at the time, I was running Fruity Loops. I would load it all into Fruity Loops and then sequence it then and then add my drums in then. Yeah. And I was in heaven. Nice. That. Mm. Okay. Because yeah. it basically gave me everything that I was getting with the NPC, but just unlimited drum space. Right. right. And okay. I don't have to 
<laughs> lose a jog wheel, pick out the drum sound, then sample it in. And right. Doing all that shit. And build a fucking kit and all that dummy oh, stuff. Oh, right. God, I'm so glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't blame you, dude. I, I, you know, I think I made the move from Fruity Loops to MPC, but then back real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I just really wanted to try and, like, at the time, I didn't feel like I could figure out how to do Fruity Loops live, and I was really wanting to, like, play my shit or something like that. But yeah. um, now I think that's a lot better. Yeah, at, <laughs> at the time, and I think this was, this was before plugins was a, was a really, like, mainstay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like the Fruity Loops sounds. Sure. Like, they just weren't good enough to me. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'll say this because I'm still ill him to this day. And I don't use any of the stock sounds. Yeah. Like, I don't. Like, oh, no. I, I don't. Like, it's like... All I mean, we had back then was sound fonts. That was the that's, big thing. Sound fonts, and shit. And sound, yeah, and the sound fonts are even that good. Now, if you find some sound fonts online, whether you buy them or get them however yeah. you get them, then yeah, it makes shit a lot better. But sure. Yeah, yeah the stock shit, yeah. Nah. yeah, I wasn't rocking with it. So <laughs> I was like, if I use this Rolling Phantom and the drums, I'm good. There you go. Yeah. That's awesome. And then you're already fucking tracked out and everything. You don't have to worry yeah, about exactly. like, getting studio time somewhere or tracking all your fucking shit to someplace. Or- yeah. Yeah. You got it all. You're already done. Yeah. Here you go. Here's a di- an email or a disc, CD, probably at that time. Yeah. <laughs> I was in love. I was in love with Fruit Loops for a lot. Since the moment I saw it, I, uh, me and Thunder, uh, went to Vandalism's house for uh-huh. the first time I ever met him. Shout out to him. Shout out to Vandalism, and he was he was Fruit Loops three. I think, yeah. Something wow. like that. And uh, I was just like, yeah, like yeah, this is fucking genius. Like, why am I not using this? Right. So then I went home and downloaded the legal version. Yeah. Because I've never paid for Fruity Loops ever in <laughs> life. <laughs> terrible. I don't know too many people who have though. Like maybe now. Uh, but uh, okay. At this point, uh, <laughs> at this point, a lot of everyone starts looking around. Like, <laughs> a lot. At this point, I think a lot of people do. I mean, I've been there buying. I ain't there buying it, man. I ain't there buying a. Uh, what was that? Ten? I just said fuck upgrading because I'm like, nope. Because mm-hmm. I just uh, the new updates, new. No. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I'm good. I yeah. stick with my ten. I'm. We, I just we wanted updated. to try it on uh, on Mac, so we bought a license uh, to try the alpha or whatever yeah. to try it out to see if it would be. The only reason I ever bailed ship from Fruity Loops is because I had to use it on a PC and um and and my computers that I make music on were like public. They were like. You know, here at the studio, mm-hmm. so you know any knucklehead could come in and, and like start fucking up my PC. I yeah. couldn't protect it when I'm not here, you know. Yeah. So uh, I came in one day and it's all my all my shit's all fucked up because somebody got it all virused out and it's oh. like, oh, it's like thanks guys, uh, this really sucks. Yeah, this is my working computer. Fuck, <laughs> fuck that. So I I, I I bailed for machine because it was Mac and mm-hmm. I wish they would. Uh, put some more effort behind the alpha but whatever that's on their terms yeah <laughs> shit they'll, they'll make a killing with that just go ahead and do it i mean hey <laughs> so you're in there with ableton how are you digging it i love it um i went from fruity loops to uh reason trifecta got me on uh-huh. reason sure and i love that um but they also i uh a lot of the processes weren't as easy as it was with ableton i didn't know that then but i had a a producer, a DJ friend, uh, Parisian. I don't know if you guys know Parisian. I don't know. Mm. Um, he's amazing. One of the best producers I've ever. Nice. Yeah, but uh, I always shout him out. He's just next level amazing. And uh, too many people don't know his name, but they should. Sure. Um, but he came over to my crib and he was like, uh, he's familiar with my my music, and he was like, yo, you need to do Ableton. Uh huh. And I didn't really fuck with it. Um, but then I looked at it and it looked like a foreign language, and it sure. took me about a year before I was. It clicked one day, yeah. and then everything's Ableton ever since. Nice. And this was before Reason was doing plugins, because at the time, Reason's, like Reason's, this new update, they're doing plugins like to this year. Yeah. Before they had their own sound banks, and they right. had good sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't perfect, 
Um, but then I discovered plugins and VSTs, which I had never used before. Sure. And I love that shit. Yeah. I'm all about it. Right? Yeah. Beautiful. And then the new version of Pro Tools still doesn't use VSTs, and it's very frustrating because it's like, fuck, man, there's like certain sounds I just want. Mm-hmm. I think that's the reason why I probably stuck with FL so long because it was like just the VSTs, like just the ease of use. I could just yeah. pull and just. I think that's probably the reason why I stuck with him for so long. Yeah. But I do want to try Ableton. I love Ableton. I definitely want to try Ableton. Though. There's nothing that you that I can't do in Ableton. Like the, even the stuff that I would uh, do in Reason, it would take me three or four steps in Reason because mm. it's you know it's got to flip the interface. You got to plug this and plug that, and that's <laughs> fun and, and all. People like that. I don't <laughs> think that I care about that at all. Like, Fuck that. Isn't that why we're in a computer, guys? Pretty <laughs> yeah. <Yeah>. much, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's 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 cute and all, but <laughs> Ableton one click. And drag, I'm done. It's cute. I love it. So. Reason, it's cute. <laughs> it's cute. It's, it's cute. You know, like. But yeah, but I'm. But I've made some of the, my biggest records in Reason. So yeah. I'll never. So then, and just know that it's all love. <laughs> it's all love. You know. <laughs> That's great, man. So, um, who, wh- tell us about some of your biggest records. Oh. Uh. Whew, uh. 2009, Finger My Nose was my first big record okay. with Corey Black. Shout out to Corey. Uh, that was the first time I heard my song on the radio consistently. Nice. Not just like one, one off, time, you yeah. know what I'm saying, but like it's consistently. And then a few months later, Soul Stealers uh, happened. Hell yeah. With Tef. Shout out to Tef. And uh, that was the second time that I heard my record in, on the radio consistently. Right. And they were even using that beat for like... Uh, the like interviews in the morning and nice. stuff like that. They would it, in the news in the I, morning. I remember that. Yeah, that was. I, def- I and definitely you were remember that. Good checks, hopefully, right? No, <laughs> <laughs> no checks. Because um, I think it was like I don't know, not long enough to when that happened. Damn. And it wasn't like regular rotation. It was just like mix show for sure, like yeah. during the weekends. And ah, uh, you would think that there'd be somehow that that would get yeah. you know BMI or some shit. Yeah. Know? So no checks. Bummer. Damn. Um, that was the first couple. I've had more like records before that. Yeah. 2007, I got the uh, Real Fun Times producer of the year. Yeah. So I put a project, a compilation out early that year, and I was doing the show with Trackstar and Finsta at Blueberry Hill. Fuck mm-hmm. yeah. Integrity, where, where I met uh, Trifecta, actually. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think that's where I, that was the first beat battle I ever went yeah. to. Was it in the the Elvis room? It was or a couple times. It maybe? was a couple times in the Elvis room. Yeah, we, tr- we tried to mostly do the duck room, but then near the end, it was mostly Elvis room. Sure, I probably it, came. I, I, I mean, I, remember, I went one time, and I don't remember really. Maybe I went a second time, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like I don't remember going for a year or anything like oh, that. Oh yeah, you know yeah. It, I mean? it didn't last too too long, but it was it was a good time. Hell yeah, I met really good people during that time. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like all yeah. those people that I mean. Every single person that is is was there is like seems like still does hip hop in, in a very awesome way. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it was a good time. Um, any other records? There's some records out after that, but those things, those were the like the tipping point locally yeah. for me. Like, sure. Uh, I don't. Yeah, can't think of anything else. Oh, this, yeah. I've, I have hundreds of records, but yeah, that's those are the first thing that pops in my mind when I think of Tech's biggest records. Sure, nice. So Steelers and Finger My Nose. Um, the first three Tef albums were big uh, for us. You know, they are exponentially grow grew the brand. Sure. Uh, and of course, each each one had a record. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up, man. So, question. So, I know uh, also you got into the beat battle scene at one point in time. You know, like as you just explained. So, I know you did Big Tune. I've only done two beat battles ever. <laughs> and I'm not a beat battle guy. 
Like I understand the nuances of it, sure. right? Like you can't just bring a beat; you have to set it up. Exactly. exactly. Like you have to. It has to be. Oh, this has to be a battle beat. It has to be a battle beat. That's this can't a big, be like a rap difference. record. Yeah, this cannot be a record. This has to be a it battle to, beat. It has to be a battle beat. I did Red Bull Big Tune because mm. Red Bull asked me to. Nice. Okay. Like, and I, I, all right, Red Bull wants me to do something. Fuck I'll yeah. do it. You know. Fuck yeah. Um, Red Bull put you on with some music. You know. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, they actually gave me a check, uh, a sponsor check for my first compilation. Nice. Really? Yeah. And they nice. didn't want me to. They didn't like. Don't worry about putting our logo on or anything like that. You're Just good. Just keep making Just, music. Here's five hundred bucks. Wow. I was like, oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. So, That's awesome. Yeah, we had a we had a relationship, so I just kept that. Uh, just went there and had a good time. We got to semifinals, I think, or something like that. Yeah, nice. she did. Yeah, she did. I remember that. Yeah, I hated. I hated. I hate when people dance on stage when their beats <laughs> play. Like, and I think I made, I made the crowd laugh because I would just sit up there like <laughs> arms folded, and everyone's doing like the little dance and the little shit. And I was just like, yeah, Debo, it's a fucking beat. <laughs> <laughs> if you like it, clap. Like. I, yeah, it burns Hell me yeah. Out. But yeah, I remember I've texted you play show still is there. I did, I cheated a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you put some vocals on? I, no, I didn't. I oh, did just the beat for But it. like a lot of people knew what record it was, so like Hell they're yeah. like, oh shit. Like it was Hey, fun. look, Trifecta did government name, so yeah, I ain't he, <laughs> So hey, so fuck it. He's on the same page. Right. <laughs> 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 he both came loaded. Ace card. <laughs> so, so outside of just uh, local stuff you did, you didn't ever did anything like with any kind of like big, uh, any big name placements or are you looking to do big name placements? Um, at one point, uh, I did a song with Nappy Roots. Okay. I did nice. uh, Felon from Houston and he was on Rap A Lot, I think. Nice. Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, of course, we did a song with Killer Mike. Right, right, right. Uh, God, there's got to be more. Uh, Sarah Stokes from the band did a song with her. Okay, nice. Um, okay. Trillville was it Trillville? No, it was uh, Travis Scott. Oh, shit. We did a song, but it never came out. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then the people here, the the yeah. uh, Ebony Eyes when she had a deal uh, with Capital, I did a song with her for my compilation. Hell yeah! Uh, which was love because it was uh, she recorded it about three weeks after. Seven Day Cycle came out. So oh, shit. that was super love. Yeah. And she never met me before. She just finally listened to the beat and was like, oh, this shit's hard and came and did it. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, do I want to do placements? No. Not, I do, but I don't. Cause I don't, I'm not really doing hip hop anymore. Okay. As much. It's kind of all electronic and yeah. like kind of this like hybrid of hip hop and trap and electronic and with drops. And uh, so I kind of, Geared went towards a different direction musically in the last two, three years. Yeah, uh, so I kind of took some time off because I wasn't. It wasn't the same as hip hop. It's sure. way more complicated in my opinion. Doing electronic music and having basically like two or three beats in one beat. Yeah, with all synced together. Sure. So, uh, I mean, in the future, like I, I want to work with people, but not in the same realm that I've have worked with people. Yeah, not okay. in the same way. Not making the same different type approach. of songs. Yeah, different approach, different type of artists, different genres. That's why I started working with Sarah because it was it was different. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah, uh, Sarah. Um, it was a different vibe, different beat. It is music. It was completely different from yeah, rap. Totally. Um, so I have to feel real, in, real inspired right now to do rap with someone, which I still do from time to time. But you know, kind of, I kind of reserve that for a someone who's amazingly good, sure. or someone who I know who's amazingly good, right? You know, who I know personally. Totally. So that's where I'm at with uh, the, that. As far as like features go. I, I still pursue it if it pops up, but for rap, 
you know, it's not really my priority. No, I, I, feel you, I feel I hear you. I hear you. So, as a matter of fact, let's go ahead and uh, speak on, like, since I know you do a lot of work with Sarah, go ahead and speak on it, man. Like, how you guys start working together? It's a fun story. Um, there was this thing called, there was this uh, EI, EI Institute put on a, a summer tour uh, called the Vat, it's like the Vatarot Music Tour. Okay. Uh, and it was only for the Midwest, Midwest Vatarot, <coughs> Vatarot little location. So, basically, like, the furthest we went was maybe eight, eight hours away uh, via bus. And Finsta hired me on to be a tour manager. Uh, nice. Not to a tour manager, I'm sorry, but a stage manager. So okay, uh, okay. I was uh, the first, my first uh, first run with them. I did it for a few summers. My first run, uh, the way they had it set up was there'd be a, a talent show at EI school. And the best four or five would go on this tour. Nice. And they would do one song apiece. Okay. And uh, they were all pretty trash. <laughs> You know, I, you know, tech. I, I got a, I got a harsh opinion. Like I, I'm a little I straightforward. You, gotta, you keep it real. I try to. They, yeah, was, they were should. all really bad, but they're young. Except we, I was telling this one guy, kid. I was like, hey, kid. Like I was really ah. like deboying this, these, these guys. And then I find out he sent me a Facebook friend request. I find out we were born in the same year. <laughs> so I was calling this fucking thirty plus old man. Ah. Kid. <laughs> so, Damn. Shitty. But yeah, so we're on the tour, and uh, what's up, kid? A few, a few <laughs> yeah. no. like, hey, we need, we need your kids in this in this room ah. over here. I was doing all like, all type of shit to these guys, like no respect. So um, a few shows go by, and I refuse to watch these 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 guys perform. Yeah, right? like I got a little whiff of it. It was really bad, so I was just stopped. Like these people, have, some of these people never performed a day in their life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm on the third show. I uh, I was like, you know, let me stop being an asshole. Let me check out, you know, what they got. And they were all trash, like I thought, except for one. Uh-huh. And that was Shell. Yeah. She was, uh, I knew she wasn't polished. Sure. But her voice was so beautiful and big. Yeah. And and so magnetic. It instantly drew everyone in, even though I knew she wasn't polished. Yeah. So one day, uh, on that, the, first, the first day on the way back, I just said, hey, you don't know who I am. Uh, my name is Tech Supreme. I'm a producer. I'm just, you know, I just do the stage managing just because I was asked to. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to work with you. Yeah. And she's like, oh, cool, awesome. So uh, a couple of weeks passed by, and we actually link up, and we recorded. Like she came to my studio, my home studio. Yeah. We did a song, and it was that. That was it. We kind of, kind of became best friends after that. Nice. And, nice. Uh, worked a lot. I made a lot of records. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she, that's awesome. That's what's up, man. And she yeah. does. I mean, she puts a video out and. Everybody fucking watches it, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, I'm very, very, very proud of Sarah. She's amazing. That's Shell. It. I got to keep doing calling her uh, real name. <laughs> Shell. Shell. I do it all the time. There's a guy that we talk about on the show all the time called Paces Lift that I say his wrong name all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard when, you know, when you call someone something, but the world calls knows them as something else. I know people do it to me all the like, you know, yeah. they don't know what my name is. They sure. just like Tech, Sebastian, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do we call you? <laughs> Sebastian's not even one of <laughs> It is what it is. I love it. That's the way to be with it. So you use hardware um, when you're producing in the era. Uh, uh, you use an Akai when you're producing in um, Ableton. Yeah, I use Akai. Um, I also have the uh, MPD uh-huh. something. I forgot the number twenty or something sure. like that. Or I use that. I have the uh, Novation Launchpad. I use that sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's pretty much it. Okay. Just controller and computers. Do you use? Uh, e- do you do you DJ? I do DJ. Do you ever like um, scratch on your shit or do any kind of like DJ transitioning stuff? Does you does that ever factor into your like composition stuff? Uh, you know what? I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm a fairly. I'm a 
not really that good of a scratcher. Like sure. this is not my but my I, thing. I can I mean, do it, but it's not really my, really my thing. I'm not gonna I'm scratch more, a hook in, you know. I'm more thinking like, do you ever like um, some of the stuff that uh, I okay, I like like uh, juggling or, or not even juggling. I mean, I don't know. That's all. I know that's like real crazy advanced shit for, for I, DJs. Juggle's not that hard. I'll okay, juggle. well then shit. I know nothing about DJing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think scratching is uh is a uh, you're either a scratch DJ or you're not. I don't think I'm gonna be a scratch DJ. Sure. Like I, I, I'm decent enough. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? I can rock parties. I've yeah. done that plenty of times. I can rock big shows. Done that plenty of times. Yeah. But scratching is just not my passion. Sure. And I'm the type of person that if it's not your passion, don't Stay do away it. From it. Like engineering. Like all the all the records that I, I've done uh, with the, with those guys. They were all recorded, mostly recorded by me. Uh huh. Up until a certain point, and sure. then we started going to you. Sure. Um, but. I don't have a passion for engineering. Right. Like, so if you don't have a passion for it, I don't think that's something you should do. No, I absolutely. think that's a lot of people's weakness is like they're trying to spread themselves too thin. Totally. Trying to cut corners. Like, mm-hmm. don't. Just pay the person. Hire your weakness. Pay the person that wants to do that, that loves that shit. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So what I guess what I was kind of getting at is does DJing and your stuff with DJing influence your production in any way, do you feel? Or it does, just- absolutely. Especially with what I'm doing now. Like, I blended everything that we're hearing this morning because yeah. once you told me it was at 40 minutes, like, I could just send you these beats or I can just make 40-minute song, yeah. like, mm-hmm. beat loop, like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, mix. Totally. And, you know. Uh, <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> yeah. So ever since uh, with my the concept for my project that I've been working on for uh-huh. way too long, it's a... Uh, I want it all to be separate tracks on like Spotify or, or whatever, but I also want it to be one continuous mix. Yeah. Okay. So I found myself, um, especially with this genre of music that I'm doing, I will start with be- just drum intros sure. before I wouldn't necessarily do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's how, you know, that's kind of changed my, my view of it. I need a lead yeah. in and a lead out Yeah. Um, for mixing purposes. Totally. So that's definitely how I've brought that over there. Absolutely. No, that makes good sense. That's awesome. That's a good tip. Yeah, people probably don't think about that outside of the those those genres right off the bat. Well, yeah, with a, with a house and electronic, you'll even hear certain versions. You'll just hear like the regular version for the radio, but then you hear the extended version that will have that beat right. drop in the middle. Mm-hmm. Totally. So when you blend it together, it's hard. Like, Absolutely. And even some rap records did that. I remember No Flex Zone has it did that. Uh, which is a record you wouldn't expect to do that, but sure. they, right, right, right. they did that where they had a a DJ intro, basically. Totally. Mm, okay. DJ who had me print uh, his la- the last record he was uh, involved in uh, Death and Taxes. He had me print that whole thing down with fucking DJ intros and shit on it. I was like, <laughs> what, do I, what do you want me to do, man? <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> so, question, man. You know, a lot of people we ask, especially being uh, involved, and I know you've been guest judging for uh, Fresh Produce a couple of times, man. So, tell us your experience, man. Like, you just being judging Fresh Produce and just seeing the whole crowd and atmosphere of the Fresh Produce scene. Like, just, oh, just give us your thoughts on that. It's amazing. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it's the energy in that room. <sighs> it's fucking amazing. It's like, totally I, wild now. Yeah. I like that's something that the scene should have had for a long time. Yeah, but it's so awesome they have it now. Yeah, and like so much talent too. Like, oh, it's so crazy much how talent. a guy will show up. That I mean, like who goes and meets him beforehand now a couple weeks before the rest of us. Mm-hmm. He'll show up and he'll be new to us. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I like I, most of the guys I don't meet until the night of, and then and then they play some beats and I'm like, holy shit. Who the no. fuck is this kid? I know, right? Where is this guy hanging out? Right. Where, yeah. what, what you deliver? You del- you d- you ride around and deliver Jimmy John's sandwiches <laughs> and and 
and nobody knows that you make these amazing beats and all this history that you have just because you're not maybe from here or we, we're not part of the scene already right. or something like mm-hmm. that. I mean, I feel like our scene's pretty large and has a lot of uh, reach, but uh, mm. it's, it's wild the new people that come in and like just fucking shit all over us. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, check this out. Like, yeah. dude, like, it's just like recently, like, you no, know, with Last Fresh Produce, like, shout out to Matthew Thurman. Yeah. First time coming through. One just landslides. I was like, so I was like, just someone like that. It was just like, what the fuck? I'm like, I was like, I know, homie. I was just like, hey man, come through, do what you do. And he saw it, came through, did what he did. I mean, and that's the kind of shit I love to see. That's fucking awesome, dude. And that's what I'm saying. It's shit like that, like what man talking about, just brand new faces. Like you say, you can be someone in Jimmy John's or someone that's making six figures. Just come through and just play some beats. Fucking right. You know what's dope? As a producer, right. going to see that, it just revitalizes your energy. Right. And I've been doing this for a fucking long time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, I need that boost sometimes. Totally. That creative mm-hmm. energy boost. Yep. Like, it definitely fucking helps. Hell yeah. Like, no, just it, to see it. It's really interesting. Because then you're like, well, I, you know, I could have done it this this flip you guys got that sample i could have done that sample this way right. you know what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie and say like i never had that thought before that like, was it was like <laughs> i was like mm. oh that was funny about the uh a couple of months ago we did one and just uh just time was there and he's like you know i he uh he had given a the sample to uh paces lift who uh sponsored the show and had picked that sample he said i had given that sample to him years and years and years ago uh and I still think that people could have flipped it a little differently. I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> you just heard eight dudes flip it. How did you not hear at least like the way you thought it could have been? <laughs> You'd be surprised, man. Like, dude, go on like whosample.com and just go on like just a, some kind of well-known sample. It's like literally some samples got like 50 fucking versions of the same oh, yeah. song. Right. Like, yeah. It's crazy, yeah. dude. Well, shit, there's some amazing fucking breaks out here, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. So let me ask you this, man. I know you say you've been dabbling more to the EDM um, realm at this point. Have you ever thought about going in any other genres or just focusing just on this genre right well, now as your mainstay? I mean, EDM has a thousand different subgenres. That's true. Like, it's an insane amount. Yeah. Uh, so I've been working on, like, house records, which uh-huh. I love doing. Like, I love it. Like, I love it. Uh, and then you have the EDM trap, which is what I think most people are, are right now familiar with. Sure. Then you have the pop EDM. Yeah. Um, you have deep house. You have fucking jungle. Uh, you know, like I, you have dubs. You know what I'm saying? And Spec has been trying to get me to do dubstep for like ten years, and I was just like, nope. And now, like, I love that shit. You yeah. know, like I'm late as fuck to that party. <laughs> uh, but you know, like, as far as other genres are concerned, I've or you know, like, I'm pretty much been rap hip-hop and then like r&b pop and now yeah. edm so like i can't go i don't know where else to go country i hate yeah, country I hate, music. make some country records i hate country i hate it i'll oh, start to love it change it change the face <laughs> of country um go so, to reggae go to uh you know what i can't i don't like reggae either hey. <gasps> i mean i like reggae but i, I don't love reggae you know what i'm saying yeah. like i leave that to the reggae people there you go ain't nothing wrong with that ain't nothing wrong with that brother <laughs> Um, so hey, so you do some other stuff, right? I mean, didn't didn't you have a little uh, hand in making the the rap fan design? Uh yeah, yeah, I do uh, graphic designs, which is something that was born out of necessity, that has totally taken over yeah uh, a lot of my life, but it's awesome. Um, got into graphic design. Uh, fuck, I don't know what year it was. Two thousand five, four, five. Okay, I was a. Uh, 
Uh, we needed covers. Sure. Uh, Be Hollywood from Metaphor Experience. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I needed a cover. Family Fair needed a cover. Yeah. Um, and I had picked up a copy of Photoshop Five. Uh-huh. And, uh It was given to me by Art Miner, and uh, kind of fell in love with it. Yeah. I've always been drawing as a, you know growing up, and I wasn't doing art and stuff, but I never had the application for it. So when we needed, I realized something when I started doing the covers for yeah. the group for eighty-seven billion dollar click, which is what we used to call ourselves. Um, that the covers at Vintage Vinyl, like on the local rack, uh-huh. mine looked better, you know, mm. than most of the other local people. Yeah. Mm. And I was working at Shrewd with Finston Solo at the uh-huh. time. Uh, Shrewd Marketing Promotions did all the the major record label uh, advertisements, the posters that you would see on the pole going all the way up. Yeah. We would do that. Um, and then I would also take artists when they came to town and we would show them around or whatever. But I built up a rapport with the DJs and I was working on Photoshop at the same time and working on music. Um, and then one day uh, I saw something that they had ordered from someone else for like this big event, 5,000 flyers, 100 posters. Yeah. And it was kind of trash. And I was at the <laughs> point, I was like, I, I'm pretty confident in myself. So I wrote one together and sent it to them, yeah. to like the head DJ of Dirty DJs. And uh, he loved it. And that's like my clientele immediately was Dirty DJs and then like other artists in like, like it was Pretty Willie was in the first days. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, nice. I had a friend who owned the club, so they were using me. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of just grew from that. And totally. that's how my graphic company started. Yeah. Illustrious Vision. Illustrious Vision. Yeah. And it was, it's always been, at first it was like tech, tech production designs. <laughs> uh, but then I just separated it and did Illustrious Visions. And yeah. I've been doing that. I haven't worked a regular job in eight years. Nice. Oh, wow. that. I mean, that is my job, my business. That's your main business? You For eight years. Wow. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that music. And now I teach music. Uh-huh. Where uh, are you teaching yes, music? Where do you teach? At a Catholic school. Nice. Really? Yeah. How'd you uh, follow how'd you follow today? Um, I know the guy who's like the dean uh-huh. uh, of of students at this middle school and he's been a you know, he always knew about the music and he just reached out to me like earlier this summer and he was just like, Hey, uh, you wanna teach? And I've already already been teaching with Ronnie Notch at the Microsoft right, yeah, right, right, right. Life. Uh-huh. I did that for like two years. Uh, so I already had some experience with it and I've also done like after school classes at Cahokia uh-huh. High School um, through like just people knowing me and knowing I do music and yeah. you know hey you wanted to show this class this and I was like yeah sure so yeah I started doing that this year and that's been really crazy fun and amazing and I'm teaching kids Ableton like nice. something that's super complicated like I don't know if you guys have looked at Ableton but yeah that's why I, it, yeah it's that's like alright what next <laughs> yeah I think that's what took me so long to get on the board with it's yeah. like mm-hmm. well, but yeah. yeah they all got it and they made you know, they can, they can make beats. A bunch of sixth, seventh, eighth graders making beats in Ableton. Wow. That's what's up. So. That's incredible. Nice. Yeah. Hey, I just want to step back real quick and just say that uh, Tech is he did the you do, you did the uh, the design for Suburban Pros uh, shirts and stuff that we push, and I just love it, man. Hey. Every, everybody gives us the biggest compliments about it and shit, man. He That's just awesome. That I love it. That's awesome. I don't I don't, I don't get a chance to. Uh, do what I did with that shirt, which is hand draw it. Yeah. Um, but I did, and you liked it. I was like, thank God. Oh, <laughs> it was amazing. It's incredible. I love it. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, you're welcome, man. So let me ask you this, man. What would you say is the biggest project you've done so far as an actual designer? Oh, oh my God, dude. I've done stuff with Budweiser. Um, nice. I've done, I just got maybe a month ago, two months ago, I did the Keisha Cole album. Uh, not album, but like promotional rollout. Nice. nice. Um, I've done stuff for, I mean, pageant events. Kinda, uh-huh. I do that pretty consistently now, but not through the pageant, but through a promoter. Yeah. Through the pageant. Um, but I'm doing a lot of those. Um, I've done 
business branding from West Coast to East Coast. Nice. Um, wow. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of stuff, man. Like a lot, like I've done billboards. Mm. Um, I've done billboards in other cities. It's kind of hard to pinpoint, but I've done graphic-wise, I've done a lot, a lot. Um, I, I guess the the only thing I haven't done is like national, like truly national, like ad campaigns. Sure, but that's, that's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. Like I want, I'm, I'm gonna get there for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's the big money, brother. Yeah, I know. So, what would you say is like you're one of your personal favorites, design-wise? Yeah, I don't have one. You don't have one? No, I've, I, I don't like. Um, it changes so much. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff that would have impressed me three years ago or last year uh-huh. is trash now to me. You know, because I'm constantly, I'm the dude, I constantly learn, I constantly upgrade. That's the mentality to have. I, I learned this from one of my homies, uh, Joe Lombardi. He's a videographer yeah. in, mm-hmm. in Cali. And when I first met him, he would just literally do a job and then take that money and flip it and, and buy something else. Yep. And we were talking about that one day, and he was like, well, the more weapons you have, the better chance you have of winning the war. So that kind of stuck with me. Mm. And then, you know, he's much younger than me. So like a young guy schooled me on some shit with that quote. So I've always been the type to like just elevate, you know, because I started with a Casio keyboard with the speakers on top. Yeah. I got hooked up with Soul Tide. You guys remember Soul Tide? Yeah. Yeah. I got hooked up with Soul Tide off of uh, a beat tape that I made off of the MTV Music Generator program. Do you guys remember that video game? Oh, yeah, Uh absolutely. We talk about it on the show regularly. It's fucking awesome. (laughs) Hell yeah. To me, that was before I actually had my keyboard. It was the shit. Yeah. It fucking saved me. Totally. (laughs) So like, I've always been a big fan of taking what you have and using that to elevate you to the next level to get big, to do bigger and bigger and bigger. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to take it and flip. It. Yeah. So that my entire for me, my entire career has been that. So I'm gonna keep doing that. Well, whatever I have, I'm gonna max it out. Yeah. Until I get to that next level, and then I'm gonna max that out until I keep going. Totally. So that works the same with graphics and music. I don't think enough people realize how much that's like. I feel like that is the success story of so many people. Like that's the mentality of the whole studio. I've never taken money and made like the money that the studio makes is the money that the studio keeps. Like, I don't take a paycheck out of the studio outside of like the hours that I work. Like and get paid an hourly rate like yeah. I don't have a at the end of the year we don't get a bonus or anything like hell yeah I own in the studio no it's like you gotta flip it back in so that you can get better shit so you yeah. can make it's a constant you have to grow constantly always like when I don't think pe- people will take that money and they'll flip the, that from the flip and they'll go sweet yeah like <laughs> cashed out you gotta you gotta like especially with music you gotta like it's changing it yeah. changes constantly like I can't do the same thing I was doing last year totally like I can't have the same sounds I was having last year like right. I have to grow i have to learn how to do sound design i have to yeah. learn how to uh, inv- invest you have to invest mm-hmm. absolutely you gotta invest exactly. well, and, you, yeah. and you say the main thing that i always try and tell people too and, and i don't think people have that mentality and i think that's what holds them back is that you're gonna always think the shit you did last year is bullshit and there's never i hope gonna be a time in your life that you don't feel that way because otherwise you're plateaued and you're like yeah. think your, your head's big on your own shit or something like that but like you're, if you always if you if you recognize that you have to always just keep moving you just have to keep going and keep creating and keep just, just be prolific be uh, do it as much as you can get better do bit different hustles whatever because you're always gonna feel like no matter what last year's shit was not as good as this shit that mm-hmm. I'm doing right now and I think people don't get real with themselves on that like if that's how it is then you got to keep moving you gotta you gotta whatever block is in front of you you gotta get past that stop mm-hmm. that don't let that be a block. It all starts with baby steps somewhere, you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. But some people don't see that end goal as being like constantly refined, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
So let me ask you this, man. So um, what's one of the main like lessons that you're just like, oh man, well I fucked up on this. Well let me not do data ever again. So what oh. you, so what was so <laughs> I don't know if I can answer that and like, not like shit on people. Oh. So, uh, okay, okay, okay. Next what question. I won't, I won't be a stage manager again. Oh no, that was that was actually great. <laughs> Well, put like this. Well, well, let's put like this. Well, let's say what it, that didn't deal with people. Okay, it, that didn't deal with people. Uh, so lessons that I've learned that I won't do that again. Get a deposit. Uh, well, <laughs> wanting. To, I think. I think the. Um, you know, I, that's a tough. That's a tough question. Uh, I don't think I have an answer for that because there's so many lessons that have learned. Well, give me one of the real good ones you learned. Like, <laughs> just give me one of them. Give me one of them. Um. Never be afraid to travel in the unknown. Like, if it scares you, do that. There you go. That's what I've learned. Like, <laughs> I just left this genre that I grew grew up with, and it made me stronger in that genre, in, in hip hop. Sure. Like, so when I make hip hop records, they're better now because I have another world of experience, like musically, that I can bring into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Do something that's, and then you know, even with life period, like if it scares you, just do it. You know, like if you're scared to put out a record, do it. That's <laughs> the, I, I'm really big. Like lately, like last maybe six months, I kind of hit a wall that I never thought I'd hit. That other people have, I've seen them hit, where they like work on something so much and so long that they're not yeah. putting anything out. Oh yeah, and it's easy to do. I fell into it. It's easy to do it. You always in a second guess yourself, like no, it's not right. But it's because it's scary to put out something, but one thing I've learned is everyone is one away. Yeah. That's it. You are one record away and your whole life can change in a year. And that's a beautiful thing about doing music mm-hmm. is that being one away is a rare thing. Exactly. Right? Like success does not is you can't be graphic you, you can't be a graphic designer and one piece of art you're away from success. Sure. But music you can. So the best thing to do as a musician, producer, rapper is to put out as much as possible. Yeah. And we're in an age where we can do that. Totally. So just put out as much stuff as possible and see what hits what sticks when you throw it against the wall and see what sticks. Absolutely. You know? Shotgun approach instead of a rifle, you know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck yeah. And it, it just it's it's something that earlier I was just pull the trigger. Like yeah. pull the trigger, boom, we got we gotta go. It was like a lot of stress and pressure. Let's go do this. We were putting out records back to back to back to back. Um and you can't be afraid to do that. Yeah, you can't. You have to. You have to maintain doing that. Cause you, there's a dude right now in his mom's backyard shooting jumpers better than anybody in NBA. In the NBA, but he's <laughs> just true. stuck in that backyard. <laughs> there's a kid. There's a kid right now in the basement making beats better than anything I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. If he doesn't put it out though. Yeah. You know, cause a lot of a lot of the pitfalls of talent is waiting for. Everyone thinks with talent, the, the talented people feel like it's gonna come to them. Yeah. It's gonna. Someone's gonna hear it. And it's going to naturally come. But then you have this guy over here who's not as talented, who's going to push that shit yep. on everyone's fucking face. Yep. Right? And then you're going to look up and he's going to be further. Totally. Because yep. he just did it. Yep. Uh, so you just, you just have to fucking do it. I think people think that the industry is a magical thing and that somebody's just going to come along and swoop you up and be like, hey, guess what? You're the lucky guy. You know what the, you know what the industry is? It's money. It's money. It's a job. Like, Everybody good everything's has nothing to do with no. you being good. It has yeah. everything to do with how much money you can put into it. Yep. And it's... It's kind of makes sense. Totally. Because if it was about talent, then nothing, it would be completely different if it was about talent. Yeah, Very absolutely. True. It's just not. It's about money. So people got to realize, like, if you're the one out here hustling, pr- producing these, you know, these uh, revenue streams for yourself, 
that's going to be what is appealing to any larger label, like any bigger business that's going to like, how do businesses get like bought out? They get bought out because some bigger business sees them be like, Oh shit. I see you. I see you there. Let's, Come come work with me instead, and that's exactly like people don't think about the music business in that way at all. It's like, but yeah. it's like it's a fucking business. It's a guys. business. So the best thing you can do is monetize it for yourself. Yeah, and you don't need to be on to do that. No, you, you know, uh, I saw a video the other day, and it said Cardi B has competition, and it was a video of Snow the product, <laughs> and I'm like, no. Cardi B is fine. Snow the product's been getting it for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's been popping for years. She's super talented in right. getting that money. Yeah, I know. Because she's monetized herself. Totally. You know, like she's found a way. I bet they make similar paychecks. They probably make very similar paychecks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only difference is uh, there's not anyone over Snow making a bigger fucking paycheck sure. like there is with, with, in a situation where Cardi is sure. with, uh, with Atlantic. Like, whatever whatever you, you, you're getting, whatever you see someone get, yeah. there's a label making 10, That's con- what I'm 100 times Fuck that. Fuck all that, man. You could do. You can get that yourself yeah and you're you're not you get to make the decisions you get to be the artist you get to do the things you want like i'm sure there's gonna be a point at which i mean every artist is you know subject to having to fulfill obligations to some larger entity you know what i mean nobody's a uh out from underneath that every single one Absolutely. on a major label and, and that's and that's tight for, for me the my mentality could not hold up to that like i i could not do that i'd rather be just like hey i'm cool i'm i'm good i make enough mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm I, my art is is pure to, to what i want it to be and i'm able to just focus on how i want it to be yeah i mean like compared to like the 10 years ago mm-hmm. wanting to be on yeah you know what i'm saying i make music and do art as a living right and i live comfortably there you go i live, I live very nice yeah you know what i'm saying i live in a very and nice your stress from it is from <laughs> those really activities it, it may be it's like <laughs> It's your own stress. You get to decide it. You don't have yeah, to like wear right. somebody else's stress yeah. put on to you. <laughs> yeah. Now, if, if something bigger comes across, of course I'm I'm all for sure. it. Sure, you know what I'm saying. But like, I'm not unhappy. Yeah, you I know mean, what I'm saying. Absolutely. If Tef Poe gets signed up tomorrow and like, and he's bigger than Kendrick in the, in a year, and and we're all fucking on the biggest under the biggest gun that we've ever been. I mean, sure, let's get it. But yeah. I'm also cool with not doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like. Yeah, I don't know. As, as age comes, you, your definition of success changes. Totally. You know what I'm saying? My success is like being happy at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I spend time with my friends? Can I go do experience like experience life things that are fun? Like, can I throw a, a beat battle yeah. every month? That's really tight to me. Like, I, I don't really need more than that. That's fun. <laughs> I, I just went to Mexico for the second time. Hell yeah. In nice. four months. And spend a week there each time. Woo. I'm all right. There you, you know, go. It's all good. There do you it. go. You know, so and you know, my dream and hope right now is just make sure this shit gets big as a motherfucker. Yeah, and I see it. So I've been, right. I've been putting work in this shit. We all been putting in work in right? this shit. So. I know. I seen it. Your guys it's, out there looking good. Yeah, we're definitely doing it, it man. man. Every day, every oh, damn day. Man. So if somebody's trying to get a hold of you, man. How do they find you online? Uh, at Tech Supreme uh-huh. on uh, Instagram, okay. Twitter, Snapchat, slash Tech Supreme on Facebook. There you go. Um, or just type in Sebastian Lee on Facebook. <laughs> um, www.techsupreme.net. Nice. www.illustriousvisions.com uh, for graphics. Yeah. And uh, that's it. And Google, Tech Supreme STL because Tech Supreme is, brings up Supreme Court. It's weird. Woo. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's how you get in contact with me. Awesome. Hey, hell yeah. Any final thoughts you want to give to the world out there, brother? Um, so uh, I, I assume producers listen to this a lot more. Like, 
What's your demographics, producers? Oh, uh, yeah, actually, it's been actually all over. I've been noticing. Like, I feel like yeah. we get, we get pe- music lovers. Music I'm, lovers music in lovers, general. Like, are yeah. probably, it's pretty heady show, okay. I think. Whatever you do, do that shit better than anybody can do it. Yeah. And that's that's what I want to leave with. Uh-huh. Just be better than everybody else. Just be better. There you Just go. Be better. That's I, it. I like it. There you go. Simple. Fuck yeah. That, that one's hard to misinterpret. <laughs> yeah. Simple yet profound. <laughs> yeah. Simple yet profound. Perfect, man. Well, this has been another episode of Fruit of the Boom. Episode 30. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. Fruit of the Boom. So, and so thanks again to our guest, Tech Supreme. A brother, thank you again so much for coming and blessing us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Honor was all ours. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, man. So episode 30, this will be out very, very soon. I think it'll be out on like the 15th I think is what it's maybe gonna be if that's a Monday if that's a Monday if that's a Monday is it a Monday do you think do you think it's today feel like a Monday and a 15th it, it probably does you guys because that's what today is <laughs> so make sure you check us out you know iTunes Stitcher Google Play Mixcloud now Anchor uh, check us all out on there Fruit of the Boom Podcast Check us out on all social media At Fruit Boom Pod Just type it out We on there And check us out on our website At FreshProduceSTL.com Slash Fruit of the Boom Yup So Holla at y'all next time Peace Peace